Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media, 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly pages of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. Welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Justin Thomas, who's the sports editor for our Denton County Papers, as well as Brian Murphy, who's the sports editor for our Frisco, Little Elm, and Salina Papers. And gentlemen, I'm looking to my left, looking outside, and we're staring into nothing but just dark, cloudy, gloomy skies, and just kind of bracing for what could be a very chaotic couple days as the as the high school baseball and softball playoffs. Uh, continue. So uh, we'll see to what extent Mother Nature has as far as just completely just uh, messing up the... Uh Hopefully it doesn't mess up this podcast and the lights go out or a tornado comes through here or well, something. I mean, <laughs> well, we had a, we did the back half of, of Monday's podcast with a power outage <laughs> in certain parts of the office. Wow. Yeah, you could see like it was something like the like the something out of the poltergeist behind <laughs> behind us with lights flickering on and off and whatnot. So, but um, yeah, nevertheless, you know, we'll see just to what extent the uh, you know these uh, the, I guess the first round of the baseball playoffs, second round of the softball playoffs, to what extent they go off without a hitch. At least um, you know for uh, for this time being though, we're going to talk some. Class Last 5A baseball. You know, on Monday we previewed the 6A uh, baseball playoffs. We're going to shift gears to 5A. Come, you know, some of these series, some series actually began on Wednesday. The majority of them start uh, later tonight. We're recording this Thursday afternoon. Um, the majority of these series start um, start tonight. So we will do what we can to kind of apprise y'all of what we have going on for our 5A uh, postseason bound baseball teams. And um, as is kind of tradition when we start talking 5A playoffs, we're going to talk some by district baseball between 13 5A and 14-5A. Um, one thing, uh, not a whole lot of, uh, man, yeah, not a whole lot of uh, difference from last year. Of the eight teams that made the playoffs between these two districts, seven of them are back from uh, from last year. The only difference was is that you have Lake Dallas in, um, you know, who made it out of 14-5A this time instead of McKinney North, but you had the same four Frisco schools, which is weird because I would just assume that with as much parity as there is in Frisco ISD just across all sports, I mean, you know, like, your staples, like, you've expected like Lone Star to make it in football, girls basketball, Wakeland to make it in soccer and baseball and whatnot. But I was just kind of surprised to see that the, you have the exact same four Frisco schools that are in the playoffs for baseball for a second straight year. Yeah, Heritage almost changed that. You know, mm-hmm. they had the, the season series to end the year against uh, Centennial. Centennial won both of those games. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. Heritage uh, did not make the playoffs. You know, Independence had a weird down year. They were really good last year. Mm-hmm. They, their season went right down to the final game of the year last year against Reedy, and they lost to Reedy and didn't make the playoffs, finishing fifth or sixth. Somewhere in that in that range, and this year they go two and twelve. Mm-hmm. Not sure what happened there. Uh, Liberty they lost the, the district MVP uh, Garrett Cruz, so kind of a, a down year expected for Liberty. But still, I, I, th- I really thought Heritage could have could have made a push there. I thought Independence would be better. I thought you know Frisco would be a little bit better. But that's just how good the district is. You know, there's you know Wakeland is, mm-hmm. is so good, Lone Star is so good. There's so many so much talent, so many good teams. It's hard to it's hard to gauge what would happen. But not, I guess you know same four playoff teams. 
this year once again. Yeah, for the record, those four playoff teams, you have the one seed for that district, uh, Frisco-Wakeland. Um, two seed was Frisco-Lone Star. Uh, three seed was Frisco-Reedy. I believe those two teams technically tied for second and had a seeding game over the weekend. Lone Star won that. They got the two seed. And then Centennial rounds it out as the four seed. So the, the by-district matchups against 14-5A, you've got Prosper, uh, the district champion out of 14-5A. They will draw Centennial. Uh, you have Lake Dallas against Reedy, the Colony against Lone Star, and Little Elm against Wakeland. So we can start. Uh, we can start anywhere. Let's um, let's give you a reason to talk, though, Justin. Let's start with the <laughs> let's start with the with the Colony against Frisco Lone Star. Just um, I guess whichever one of y'all wants to take this. Talk a little bit about the series between the Cougars and the Rangers. Well, Lone Star can be dangerous because they've won a lot of one run, two run ball games. I think I have to look back, but I think it was like seven two run uh, games is what they won, or that they competed in, and you know they had some some tough battles against Reedy. They had uh, walk offs against Centennial Reedy, and then they won in the final game of the year uh, against Reedy. They had a walk off against Wakeland uh, off the top of my head too. So a big, uh, big, uh, big win there. And so you know they had the the seeding game against Reedy, the last game of the year. They won that one five to four. Uh, but yeah, looking at these these scores, they're so close. And you know I think that'll benefit them in the playoffs, knowing that they can grind out these these tough games. They're not just blowing out you know some some teams or whatnot. But they know how to win these gritty games. You know when the when the competition really. Uh, toughens up, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. I don't know anything. I don't know too much about yeah. the colony, and I'll I'll leave that to you. Well, colony is back in the playoffs for the second year in a row, which is only their fourth time ever, and they've never won a by district series. So they're trying wow. to get to the second round for the first time ever. Um, well, they had the tough task of playing Wakeland last right, year, yes. so that was a tough yeah. draw. They, this yeah. is a much more winnable series, I guess you could yeah. say. So they finished fourth last year, climbed up to third this year, and they were kind of right in the hunt for to you know get in that second mm-hmm. seed. So pretty strong. Uh, district season for the colony because you know you look at the other three teams that made the playoffs out of 14-5A and the colony split with Lake Dallas they split with Little Elm and they got swept by Prosper but they were winning one of those games against Prosper going into the seventh inning they gave up two runs to tie it and then lost in the eighth inning to Prosper in the second game there so they almost picked up a win over Prosper you know so they've been competitive against not just the teams they needed to beat, but against the better teams in 14-5A as well. I feel like that's been the thing with Prosper. They've been winning on these games late. You know, they've been close with Lake Dallas, Little Elm, the Colony, but they were able to grind them out too, just like Mm -hmm. Lone Star. That could be another, you know, their playoff test that they have a lot of returning starters, so... But they have a tough, tough, a tough opponent. I think it's red hot in Centennial. They're yeah. playing some of the best baseball uh, right now. They, you know, they won their last four games of the year. Sorry, that was a transition. <laughs> series, sorry, uh, but yeah, I saw them yeah. beat Heritage. You know, they scored eleven runs in the tenth or eleventh inning uh, in the second to last game of the year. I was at that game. You know, it was just no scoring from the sixth to the eleventh inning or whatever it was, and then Centennial just scores eleven runs. Yeah. And they have that capability. They have an ace in Stephen Pruitt, and that could be a dangerous team. I, I'm not calling the upset, but I think Centennial has the capability of knocking off Prosper. Really? Not saying they will, but it, that's going to be a fun series. You've to called watch. upsets involving Prosper before. I have. And I'm sorry, Prosper. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'm not calling this one, but this one versus four matchup is a lot closer than it looks on paper. Interesting. I think all these matchups seem like they could be pretty tight series mm-hmm. going either way. Because going back to that Lone Star Colony one, I mean. I'm I'm sure Lone Star is the same way to, to come out of that district finishing second. But mm-hmm. it seems like pretty much every program, if they don't have kind of a quote-unquote ace, you know, then they have oh, yeah. two semi-top-tier options mm-hmm. that they can run out there in both games. At least in the Colonies' case, Shea Hardis, last year's Newcomer of the Year, and Bryson Lero, Lero are both having 
standout seasons to, you know, to go with some of their offensive players like Jordan Oliveira and Keegan Schultz. Now, and Keegan Schultz, he won offensive. Yeah, he was the offensive player last year. And player he's, of the year last year, I and he, He's on pace. Like, he's on a Yeah, he's, having, he's hitting in the middle of the lineup, having another strong season. Um, Cam Hill was first-team all-district last year, hitting leadoff, playing outfield. Jordan Oliveira does a little everything. and then But the bottom half of their lineup has shown a lot of pop, too. You know, Joseph Whitaker, Chase Long, Wesley Pearson, Sage Bonner all have, you know, hit it out of the yard potential and so pretty balanced colony team and I'm guessing you know all eight of these teams are pretty similar in that respect Mm Well, let's um, just for like I guess his historical context or whatnot. Last year, this was um, you know these by these by district matchups. Thirteen five A won three out of the four. The only team that didn't advance of those uh, of those four Frisco teams was Reedy, who was making their first playoff appearance. And we can transition then to uh, Reedy almost beat Prosper last year in that first round playoff game. Mm-hmm. It went down to the wire. I don't remember the final score. I don't have it all in front of me, but that one went close. I want to say it was extra innings because that was a one game playoff. That Reedy won it was three play. to two. Yes. I remember the score in front of me. Uh, I don't remember how many innings it was. It might have mm-hmm. been extras. But Reedy almost knocked them off. And, you know, that's another team that had returns their entire roster. You know, yep. They didn't have seniors last year, so they, all those guys are mm-hmm. back. That's another dangerous team. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but like Dallas, they look like a dangerous team. They have two – would you say they have two aces right now? They have they, – they have one. I mean, they've got two very capable pitchers. One, though, in particular is – Which one's the ace? Mason Meeks. Okay. Mason Meeks is the one that, yeah, we can now transition into this into this series. Because, um, yeah, they're catching a Lake Dallas team that comes in, you know, on a pretty on a pretty confident note, I would say. You know, they uh, they they were tested a little bit down the stretch, you know, just because of the way that the, uh, you know, the schedule was structured. They got to play their final two home-and-home home series against a couple playoff teams in Little Elm and Prosper. Swept Little Elm, and then were the only team in 14-5A to take a win off mm-hmm. of, uh, or at least a hand Prosper a loss. And this is a Prosper team that's ranked number three in the state at the time. And that, you know, as we've, whenever we talk Lake Dallas, it all just, you know, whether it was me or Taylor Raglan, whoever's talking, it all just kind of eventually traces back to Mason Meeks, who, you know, as we've mentioned, has kind of been been their stud pitcher this season. <laughs> and we, uh, you know, I had Taylor crunch him, um, you know, crunch a few numbers uh, yesterday, just because I was just curious what Mason Meeks's ERA mm. is in in district play, and. I was my just district play. Just district play. My jaw was through the floor. Zero. Yep. Are you serious? It is zero. He has wow. not given up an earned run in district. <laughs> and I'm just looking at their last four games. You they know. gave up two unearned runs against Little Elm. Okay. And that is the only time in any in any Mason Meeks start against wow. 14-5A. Um, yeah. So he and it's 40 and a third innings pitched across district play. You know he pitched in relief. You know a few times if need be. I mean yeah he has been. I mean him and or you know what was it Shea Hardis for the Colony. Either of those two are probably going to be in contention for yeah. pitcher of the year. You would think. But um yeah. Bryson Lear was right in there too because he got off. I think he went. Four or five starts without giving a run for the, over the first. Wow! You know, yeah, fourteen five eight. Not a not lacking in quality pitching. And Good luck, Reedy. Yeah, <laughs> it's Mason Meeks. So that's the thing. Yeah, if Reedy can so much as get a run, a run against Meeks, it is. I mean, that's that in and of itself is you know would just go above and beyond. The has, he, has Meeks been the main factor in Lake Dallas's uh, rise to the top? It's it just because when you think of when you have that kind of a luxury, mm-hmm. you know, as far as you you literally do not give up an earned run mm-hmm. <laughs> with one of your. Uh, I mean, that's you think of what that means. Means like for half of your district schedule, you can rely on being able to throw this kid out there on Fridays and just what it's. I mean, and you see what it's meant, you know, like against the Colony. You know, they started off on Tuesday in the first half of that series, they lost like eleven to one or ten yeah. to one, something like that. Then they turn right around and win like two zero mm-hmm. in the second game, which is what I mean. It's just night and day how different this team looks when you have just a presence as calming and is just locked in as Meeks is. Where was he last year? 
He was. Well, I mean, he was their ace last year. Yeah, okay. but he was. Yeah, and that was a team I mean, that he wasn't pitching like he is right now. He was. I mean, he was strong last year, but I mean, yeah, his game has gone up quite a uh, you know quite a bit this season. But um, I, th- honestly, though, in the in the win against Prosper that they had last Friday, he only threw four innings, and this was an eight inning game. So I think that might be honestly maybe an even bigger takeaway from that is that he only pitched half the game. That the bullpen was, was and, so good, and they brought in Tyler Duffy out of the bullpen, and he actually was credited with the win because this went into eight innings. You know, and Lake Dallas got a, a walk off from uh, from Ben Price. And, um, you know, what, yeah, I mean, just that you could, you know, you could turn to your bullpen against, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, the best team in 14-5A and not miss a beat. That has to be a pretty big confidence boost, you would think, oh, yeah, for, for, sure. for Lake Dallas just going forward. Um, you know, obviously for as much, you know, praise as Meeks get, as Meeks gets, you know, would be remiss to not mention Ryan Depperschmidt, who's been their other starter this season, as well as their leadoff batter. And, um, I mean, he's been just as strong, not just as, I mean, just as, but he's been ca- plenty capable as far mm-hmm. as, you know, being able to, uh, just being a reliable option you can throw out there. And if, you know, from what I've heard is, you know, it sounds like Lake Dallas is going to roll with Meeks in game one of this series, you know, because, you know, you'd think to kind of set the mm-hmm. tone there, and then you got Depper Schmidt in game two, and, you know, we'll see. I mean, this That's is a team tough. that missed the, uh, they missed the playoffs last year. I mean, the season before in 2016, Lake Dallas just kind of got on one of those, uh, one of those magical runs where they went to the regional finals, which is their second longest playoff run ever, despite finishing third in the district. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those where just the team caught fire, and they were just dropping state-ranked <coughs> teams one after another. Still have a few holdovers from that team, you know, despite it being, you know, two years ago, players like Logan Cowart, who was in the starting lineup for that team, uh, guys like Jacob Machuca, I already mentioned Tyler Duffy, Depper Schmidt was on that roster, so I mean, it's a team that at least they've seen what it takes to, you know, to make some noise in the playoffs, and now that they're back, we'll, uh, we'll see what they can do against against Ole Reedy. Should be interesting, for sure. Then let's uh, let's quickly round this out with a uh, look at the, uh, I guess, the last of these four by-district series, Little Elm and Frisco-Wakeland. Brian, these last, are both your teams. but not least, you know, Wakeland, I don't know how, but they're back. <laughs> they're the district champions. Brand new starting lineup, but you know their starting pitcher Justin Karbowski has been their ace. He's been lights out. You know they have had sophomores and juniors step up. They're starting Luke Robertson in the outfield. He's a freshman. Guys coming out of nowhere. J.D. Gregson has come in at catcher and he's been phenomenal batting the three hole. But like I said, it's been all about Karbowski. He's long, he's lanky, and he throws a lot of strikeouts and he he, he hits his hits his spots and he's. He's been their ace this year. You know, they lost their entire starting starting mm-hmm. pitcher, starting pitching lineup uh, as well. And, I mean, they just reload. I don't know how Coach Barry Rose does it, but the Wolverines, <laughs> you know, they can make a, a, a big run again. But, you know, you can't count on Little Elm. They lost the district MVP in Frainer Chavez, but now they have his – Younger brother, <laughs> Rainer Chavez. I can confirm it's, it's, it's a different person, right? Yes. They're not the same person. <laughs> yeah, because that is too suspicious. <laughs> it's, it's, so, Rainer, the, the freshman, is about you know four or five inches shorter than <laughs> Freynier, okay. uh, but he's also starting at shortstop, and he's he's been doing really well. But he's that's in the top of the lineup. Yeah. I saw him crank a double off the wall against mm-hmm. Prosper against their big green monster in the first or second game of the of the season, uh, and so I mean they still have. Um, Logan Kohler, Oklahoma commit. He's been playing third base. Right. He's been one of their main relievers slash closer. Uh, he was a starter last year, but now he's, his role's re- been reduced to a kind of a 30-pitch uh, reliever, and he's been a lot more effective in that role. So we'll see. This should be a, should be an interesting series. You know, Little Elm, they face tough competition in Prosper and Lake Dallas. They beat the Colony uh, once already. So, you know, they're, they'll, they'll be prepared for uh, a really stout Wakeland team. 
We've also got one more uh, one more team over in District 50 and 5A from our markets. That's they're actually in the middle of their playoff series. They actually began last night, and that is uh, Lovejoy. As they as they once again, man, I was oh geez, I <laughs> I was dead wrong on Lovejoy because it was uh, what was it two you know two weeks ago or whatnot, and we were just kind of breaking down the uh, teams that were in play for a playoff spot down the home stretch. And Lovejoy, for the third time in a uh, in a boys team sport this season, had to rally and clinch a playoff spot on the last week, last night of the regular season, what have you. Um, yeah, I mean, the baseball team was playing catch-up all season long and then just mounted a, uh, a furious charge and ended up just beating the brakes off of Royce City um, in their home-and-home home series, which is essentially a playoff series in its own right. Royce City was in fourth place at the time. Lovejoy was in fifth. Lovejoy needed to win out and to overtake Royce City. And, um, yeah, they uh, they were able to punch their playoff ticket. Didn't get off to a uh, to the strongest of starts, though, against uh, Texas, uh, Texas High and Texarkana. Uh, that game was last night. Uh, Texas High won that one eight to two. And a game that, if you just look at just kind of the the base numbers, kind of strange. Texas High scored eight runs on four hits. Um, Lovejoy was able to get seven hits, only scratched across two runs. Um, you know, Texas High did all of its damage essentially in the third and fourth innings. That was where they got all four of their hits. Um, you know, Lovejoy, you know, had, uh, you know had uh, you know had four kids, uh, four kids walked in those two innings. And um, even though, like I said, like. Texas High tacked on two more runs in the sixth and seventh innings, but there wasn't a hit in either of those innings. So just some uh, some kind of self-inflicted wounds by uh, you know by Lovejoy in that one. Um, on Lovejoy's end, though, they did um, the bottom you know the bottom third of the lineup showed out. Um, Luke Howell went two of three. Mason Marsh went two of three with a home run. Um, we'll see if the end you know, of the series resumes on Friday if Lovejoy is able to right the ship there. Um, you know they threw Jacob Eschler in game one. If form you know if they've been consistent though with um, with the order in which they're throwing their starters, it would make sense that. Jordan Yoder's going to get the ball for game two, and he's you know coming in on a hot note. He's thrown two complete game shutouts his last two outings, and uh, yeah, we'll see what the Leopards can do. You know, going up against Texas High, one of uh, one of quite a few teams that we actually have um, to transition, then just into a look to the rest of the region. You know, there's um, you know, at least just going off of the state rankings on txhighschoolbaseball.com. You know, take what you will with rankings; they're rankings, but it's a nice way to at least put a little bit of context as far as who the you know who the dominant teams in the region are um, you know are supposed to be at least and. And yeah, sure enough, there's um, in the bottom half of the uh, Region 25A bracket, you have three of the top ten ranked teams in the state, <laughs> and that is the uh, the portion where you have uh, Prosper number three, uh, Wakeland number nine, and uh, Cleburne number one. So there is a scenario in place, and it would be the exact same scenario as last year potentially, where you could get Prosper and Wakeland in the third round. Once again, you know, Wakeland got the better of that series last mm-hmm. year, and then the winner of that could see Cleburne then in the regional semifinals. The exact same round as last year. Wakeland swept Prosper, mm-hmm. and they swept Cleburne yep. at a at the Rough Rider Stadium in Frisco. So that that should be should yeah. be a fun rematch. Cleburne's coming in hot. Cleburne's yeah. got a twenty seven game winning streak right now. <laughs> they have lost one game all season. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's I guess that's good enough to warrant being ranked number one in the state. <laughs> so let's see. Um, you know, uh, get their comeuppance. Get their <laughs> <laughs> What um I feel like with at least we have to I mean like I said to mention at the start of this just the weather I feel like we do at least have to comment a little bit on just the weather and what kind of the uh, what factor that could play in not just five A but just the uh, whether it's baseball softball because I feel like with each day that you have because you know, we're just going to be in this constant state of flux as far as how many of these series are actually going to mm-hmm. be played uh, tonight I feel like each day that goes by in a series doesn't get played it just it, it almost like it amplifies the stakes even more because. You 
you go from like you might have a series where you have uh, you know you do a home and home for the first two games of a series, and then you do like a neutral site for that mm-hmm. third game. Well, if you don't play on Thursday, then all of a sudden you're down yeah. to either Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you have a case where you're going to do home at one place, and then you have to do the second half of the series, the mm-hmm. second or at least potentially games two and three at a, one team's home ballpark. So they're they're not allowed to play on Monday. Um, I thought I thought they could play on Monday. I, that's maybe, a, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure because I know. I mean, I know Sunday is off yeah, the. Uh, off the. Uh, is out of question, but um, I don't know. I guess why like, having talked to at least the coaches that I've spoken to, yeah. it does sound like they're going to try to. If yeah. worse comes to worse, you know, they would try to even go as far as to squeeze in like a one game series yeah, on Saturday. So it seems like teams are going to do. Yeah, teams are going to teams are going to do everything they can to avoid having to play yeah. past you know past Saturday. That benefits the underdogs big time because you know if you can you know throw out all your pitch all pull out all the stops. Pull off the upset, you know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We could see some first round upsets. And some teams are flat out better suited for a one game series versus a three game. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, like you mentioned, you know, if you're an, if you're the four seed going against a one seed, you want to, you know, you'll take your chances in a one game series. But yeah. you know, if you're a team that you know, f- you know, has a, has a bit more pitching depth, then that depth might not necessarily shine yeah. through as much over the course of a one game series. But if you're a team like say Lake Dallas, for example, and you've got that one guy who you know that if you throw him out there, then you feel pretty solid about your chances of hanging with just about anybody then might not be the worst thing if you just have to go to go to war and mix for one game and if it's a one game and you have to take him out due to pitch count you can put in debrishment mm-hmm. and not have to worry about having yeah. to keep him healthy for game two so yeah. a lot of factors going to play with the with the rain but we'll see we'll see hopefully uh, hopefully it clears out and yeah it doesn't mess things up too much it looks a little gloomy right now it does it looks awful outside right now so i'm like it's then let's transition then to our uh, our fast forward so rewind. everybody's going to be calling prosper to play on their turf fields is basically pretty much and boyd <laughs> boyd has yeah. a turf field too <laughs> yeah, yeah. boyd well, is colony's so- out at prosper so maybe that'll help help them <laughs> yeah. and start out this weekend yeah so then let's transition into our uh, our fast forward rewind the student athlete spotlight. It's kind of weird how we did it this week because we did a five uh, a athlete for the for the six a preview podcast <laughs> talking with Mason Meeks, and now I'm um, just to stay confusing. We're going to do a six a athlete for um, for the five a podcast. So we're um, this week's spotlight focuses on uh, on Alan Alan, which just won district out in district. You need to listen to every podcast. That's right. You Keep you all on your toes. Every single <laughs> one. You never know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we were out and um, we sent Kendrick Johnson out to Alan this week to talk with one of the standout members of the District 66A champion Eagles, uh, shortstop Mason LaPlante, committed to Yale. So uh, quite the meeting of the minds between, uh, between Kendrick and, uh, and Mason. This is what, uh, what Kendrick and Mason had to say. Enjoy. Kendrick Johnson with Mason LaPlante, senior shortstop for the Allen Eagles for a fast-forward rewind guest this week. Give some insight to y'all season this year, man. It's been like y'all came in as the hunted and y'all stayed on top the whole year. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, obviously coming off the district championship last year, you uh, have a target on your back. And you know, being at Allen, I mean, that's the same in all, every sport. It, everywhere you go, there's a target on your back. Everybody wants to beat Allen. Um, but, you know, we established a culture last year, um, and it, tradition doesn't graduate. We graduated a lot of guys last year, um, but, you know, ready to rock and roll. We're at the beginning of the year this year, uh, we were trying to figure out what kind of team we were. Um, we found out really early, however. Um, and, uh, you know, this year, it's a lot of new faces, not a lot of experience, but a lot of guys that know how to play the game the right way. How much, how much confidence do you have going to the playoffs? Like that y'all went to that gauntlet, that's District 66A, where you said a little everything, and anybody literally can be beaten on any given day. Yeah, so... Um, it was a tough district for us this year. Um, we played in a lot of close games, which I think is going to help us uh, in playoffs as well. Um, 
again, uh, you know, Plano, um, Geyer was really good this year. Uh, Boyd and West, I mean, they were all very good teams, very solid teams. Um, and we were called kind of the cliche team that, you know, our game was, um, you know, defense and pitching wins, um, and, you know, timely hitting wins, and that's what we are, I think. Does it bother you on the fact that some people, I've heard a couple people that see y'all play this like, man, I don't know how they do it. All they do is win. That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. We find a way somehow. I mean, every, every, um, we talk about competing every pitch, uh, competing every game. You know, if you're able to win innings, then um, you're going to win some games, and that's what, that's what we've done. How do you, you see, I have a lot of young pitchers on y'all roster. How do y'all portray what, what it takes to win in the playoffs, the guys that went last year and went on that run? How do y'all help the youngsters let, like, yeah, we had a good season, right. but it don't mean nothing if we don't do nothing for him. It's like, this is, it's, it's real deal now. Right, right. Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, luckily, the younger guys we do have, again, they know how to play the game the right way. And we, we always talk about if you play the game the right way, it's going to reward you. Um, and it's just competing, you know. The, the label on the game is going to be a playoff game, but, you know, we, we approach every game the same way. Um, practice, we approach uh, practice the same way we approach games so that nothing's a surprise for us. Give some insight to how the, the impact Coach Coe has on this program. Yeah, you know, he's the, he's the captain of the ship. He's, uh, he's driving the bus. Um, you know, we would do anything for that guy. Um, I mean, he, he means the world to us. You know, we... We look forward to playing for him every game. Uh, you know, we want to win for him every game. Yeah, and with you being a senior, do y'all feel any extra pressure with the, I won't call it the elephant in the room, the fact that what's been accomplished for this class in right. this school this year, is there any extra pressure? Left? The fact that if y'all if y'all get it done, y'all make history in 6-6-A or do something like everybody supporting y'all and y'all just kind of tune that out because that's kind of like something that you don't usually sign up for. It's like it's very rare. Yeah, so one of my favorite quotes by Gagarito is, uh, pressure's a choice. And um, I think that's the, the approach that we've had this year. Um, obviously, with basketball and football winning state this year, it's, uh, you know, people want to say, okay, can Allen pull off the trifecta? I mean, we're going to do everything we can, but I think if we look at external pressures, then, you know, we're, we'll be, that'll be the downfall of us. So we're, we're just going to keep doing what we do. How much has that talked about in, in a country? Oh, that's uh, every day. Um, you know, every class I go to, it's pretty much, hey, how's the, how's the team looking? You think y'all got a chance to pull off the, the trifecta? And, you know, you know, you just smile at those people. Um, going to just approach the game uh, the way we know how to. Do you think people um, that see y'all play, they don't get blown away? Like, y'all don't have no Ditsenberg or Cole Maxwell that can bring it, but y'all got guys that get a lot of outs. you think people, in a weird way for y'all to have the record y'all have, they underestimate y'all? That's kind of weird to yeah. say what y'all accomplished. Yes. But for y'all to accomplish what y'all accomplished, nobody's like, they don't give y'all the same what they give the football team. Right, you know, uh, that's something we were talking about the other day is we don't really have any, you know, four-star, five-star guys if you compare it to football. Um, you know, but again, baseball's a weird game, you know. You uh, string together a couple of good at-bats in an inning, and if you play solid defense and if you, if you got guys that compete on the mound and throw strikes, you got a chance. How does it feel the fact that y'all getting that same support that the other teams got, which y'all about to make on this run, that everybody's like full behind y'all if it's football yeah. season? Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome, you know. Um, you know, hopefully I think we're going to have a good crowd out tomorrow uh, when we play Nelson uh, here. Um, but it, it, that goes back to just the student body at Allen. You know, there's a there's an expectation to win, and that's the culture here. Um, you know, we're gonna come out. We're gonna compete. What's been some of your biggest memories 
being a baseball player here at Allen and being in this program and kind of like, not that y'all were struggling, but it's like y'all class in the last couple of years, y'all definitely got it back on to where y'all wanted to be. At. Right. So, you know, my freshman and sophomore year, we kind of struggled, like you said. Um, we had the talent to compete, I just think. Um, you know, I really don't know what, what happened in those two first years. Um, but last year, we set out to change the culture here, establish a program of excellence. Um, and luckily, we were able to do that. And like I said earlier, tradition doesn't graduate. And that's the, it's been the key focus this year as well, maintaining that culture, maintaining that tradition. And guys are going to continue to do that long after I mean, we graduate as well. Which I had so many guys I left from last year's team that helped y'all go far. What was the moment this year that you like, okay, I know we can be that team that I want us to be versus like kind of like I hope you kind of yeah. like you knew. Yeah, so. Um, was it a game? Could have been a game. Was it a moment or a game? It was actually a couple of games. Uh, we had a very tough, um, if you call it, non-district schedule at the beginning of the year playing. Rockwall Heath playing Rockwall, Coppell, all these teams are ranked, uh, I think, in the top five in the area. Um, and, you know, hanging around with those teams and uh, beating some of them, um, you know, that, that was when the light bulb went off. And it was, okay, I mean, we have something brewing here that maybe we could uh, take this a long ways. How does it feel to be a, be a leader and a captain on such a team and kind of how, how big it is from a school as size of Allen? Like, you can tell your kids about, hey, you're a captain and you're seeing here. Um, you know, it, it's... It's an honor to wear the A every day. Um, you know, I look at it as it's a team of leaders. I think a team of leaders is able to compete at a high level. Uh, it takes a team of leaders to win district back-to-back -back years. I mean, it's going to take a team of leaders to uh, make a run in the playoffs. So, I mean, I feed off those guys. Those guys feed off of me. And, I mean, it's just a mutual relationship like that. Do you, do you um, feed off the fact also the fact that they they look for you to get that get that offense started? It's kind of like I heard a couple games like you kind of got a hit, and all of a sudden it's like they just felt followed your lead. Like you you're more of a leader by example than more yeah, of a vocal. Yeah, I, I look yeah I look at myself as a leader by example. Um, I mean I'm vocal when I have to be, but more so by example. Um, yeah, it, it in regards to uh, you know getting the big hit. I mean I've just been in the situation to do that the past couple of games. Um, you know it could very well be. Um, Taj Bickham, you know, getting a big hit. Like, um, against Wiley, he was able to get on base, and then Sam Higwood bunts him over, and then I'm able to hit him in. So, again, it goes back to I'm not putting those situations unless, you know, my teammates do what they do as well. Does it feel good the fact that y'all playing y'all best ball going towards? Because it seems like y'all got sharper as district went in, and some teams faded. Y'all got better, and what I mean by better is, like, y'all found ways to win, but it was always a different hero. Right, yeah, so – we kind of hit a lull at the towards the kind of in the middle nope. of the district, um, and you know we, we took a step back to try to see or go back to what kind of team we are. I think we were playing outside of what we do. Um, you know we were resorting back to the team that had success at the beginning of the year. Um, you know we're a team that relies on speed, um, that relies on uh, timely hitting, um, plays great defense, and you know we're always going to pound the zone. You want to give a message to to um, Allen Eagle Nation, um, um, y'all fan base, the fact that they they support y'all and give them some a little a little love for coming out to all the games because y'all games be pretty packed, right? Yeah, so you know we appreciate it. Um, you know every every fan that comes out that that's supporting us, we thank y'all. Um, we expect to see y'all. Uh, what is it? Thursday night, uh, seven thirty. Byron Nelson uh, at here or at Allen. So thank you. Where y'all confidence level at? Oh, it's it's through the roof right now. Yeah. That's it this week coming from you from the A, A-Town, City of Champions, where they play like a champion. You walk through, you see it on the wall. 
Coming to you from Allen, Kendrick Johnson for this week's Fast Word Rewind. Thanks, man. Thank you. Big thanks to Mason LaPlante for taking the time to chat with Kendrick Johnson for the Fast Forward Rewind Student Athlete Spotlight. So, uh, gentlemen, to round this out, obviously, like we just mentioned, the weather could just as easily throw our coverage plans into complete chaos. So, But as of right now, just assuming everything goes according to plan, we get all these games in, not a single game gets canceled, which, yeah, that's not happening. But still, let's pretend it's going to happen. So uh, let's talk at least a little about what we have lined up, though, coverage-wise. Brian, what does your playoff docket look like for the rest of the week? Thursday night, Game 1, Wake against Little Elm. That'll be at McKinney North at 7.30. And then Friday, showing some 4A softball, some love as Salina takes on Sanger out at uh, Frisco High's softball stadium. It's a little bit off campus, but that's a one-game series against Sanger. So see if they can get back to the regional quarterfinals for the first time since 2016. All right. How about you, Justin? Uh, pending the weather, I'm going to be venturing out to an area I've never actually been before. I'll be at Wiley East for some softball tonight oh, between the Colony and Forney. Yeah, I've never been out yeah. to Wiley, uh, at least that far east in Wiley, but uh, Colony Forney. <laughs> it's like it's, it's yeah. you've never seen anything like I it. Know, <laughs> I can't wait. It's like, <laughs> it's like engulfed in the neighborhood, though. you got to yeah. like okay. yeah, you gotta go weave through roads. some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, tomorrow I'll be out at Prosper for a... Uh, Scheduled early tip, 4.30 Friday at Prosper between the Colony and Lone Star for Game 2, if it is in fact Game 2 and not Game 1, but 4.30 Friday at Prosper. Okay. And now to round things out for my coverage docket, um, tonight, fingers crossed, you know, I'll be out at Highland Park for a one-game area playoff softball series between Plano Senior and South Grand Prairie. Uh, Plano looking to get the, get the second-round monkey off its back. <laughs> Looking to get the second round monkey off its back against uh, against SGP. You know, Plano's been dealt a couple a uh, couple pretty harsh playoff exits in the second round these last couple years. Looking to uh, to snap that slump against the uh, the Lady Warriors tonight. And then to close things out on Friday, I'm going to go uh, shift over to baseball. We're going to stick with. We'll see. It's kind of up in the air, depending on I guess uh, what kind of uh, what kind of space we got to fill for Sunday's papers. But I'm going to be either at Game Two for uh, for Plano versus South uh, South Lake Carroll out at Airhawk Stadium in Grand Prairie. That one gets rolling at five o'clock. Or I will be out of I guess uh, I guess Byron Nelson for the second uh, for the second leg of their series against Allen. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens in the first round of the high school baseball playoffs. Um, that's about all we got here for this edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. Uh, once again, you know, for uh, I appreciate y'all for checking us out. Obviously, we'll be out and about covering all of these games. You know, every uh, every game that we can get to over these next uh, couple of days. So once the games are concluded, the first spot you can check out our game stories as well as video highlights, rapid reaction podcasts. You name it. Uh, visit Star localsports.com. Otherwise, folks, this has been Matt Welch, Brian, Justin. Appreciate you all for tagging along. Guys, uh, folks, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to you all later. Thanks again to our sponsors, Star Local Media, 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than starlocaljobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all. StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? 
Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.